In this episode, I sit down with Adam, aka the previously heavy dude, to talk about his journey and what he's helped his clients accomplish, which by the way is incredible. So you're going to want to hear this. Get ready because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and today on the show, I've got an absolute rock star. I first connected with him uh, just a couple of weeks ago, actually. I had the pleasure of being on his podcast, which we're going to dive into here. And... um as I was listening to his story, as I was learning about his audience, I realized this is a guy that the Tiny Leaps community, the Leapsters, need to hear about. Which, by the way, Adam, we did come up with a name. Um, and and this interview is just going to be absolute fire. So without further ado, Adam, how are you doing today, man? I am excellent, Greg. I am so excited and honored to be able to share my message with your audience. And I'm just proud that uh, you have invited me on and and I think we're going to tear it up. This is going to be my goal is for this to be the most downloaded and the most reviewed episode you've ever done. Oh, without a doubt, man. Um, So uh, let's start with what I think is the most interesting thing here. Uh, When I first met you, you referred to yourself multiple times as the previously heavy dude. Uh, For my listeners who don't know where that's coming from, don't know why someone would nickname themselves that, tell us about that. What, What is that name? Where is it coming from? All right. Well, there's a little bit of a funny story behind this one. And uh, the basic idea is I used to weigh 327 pounds at my top weight moment. It was 327 pounds. I found myself in a position where I was in my late 20s. I was unhealthy. I was unhappy and I was ready for a change. And I went through a process where I decided, you know, for things to change, I have to change. And I dropped a hundred pounds. And so from that point, you know, I was really jazzed. Anybody that loses that much weight, you're like, okay, this is a game changer. This is life changing. And I started to share my knowledge with other people. I opened up a fitness center in my hometown. I'm from the Midwest, which, you know, the Midwest, they don't call it the, the bread basket of America for, for nothing. It's uh, you know, there's a lot of carbs floating around this area. And, uh, the, my hometown, we were able to start a fitness program, teach people what I had learned, what I had learned from my own transformation journey. And over the next five years, we produced 35,000 pounds of results, which is just off the charts, crazy. Like I never had dreamed that. I I remember when we hold up 35,000 pounds of results. So 35, 30, so you're telling me across all of the people you worked with in that period of time, a cumulative 35,000 pounds lost. Yes, sir. And it's a number. Dang. Yeah, it's a number that it's almost unbelievable. Like like I said, I I thought I'd hit the peak when we hit a thousand pounds and I made hats and shirts like a thousand pounds. <laughs> and I, I challenged well, you. Like, is this like... 
you worked with 35,000 people and they each lost one pound. Like how many people is this? Over that time span, we put a thousand, just a little bit over a thousand people through the program. All right. And so I come from a, you know, a Midwestern town, Bloomington, Indiana. It's not a huge town. It's a college town, but Uh we were kicking out. Like we had 15, 100 pound transformations from my hometown. People that grew up in the same town that I grew up in and it just caught fire. It caught fire. And, uh, so the, the next natural step that people started saying, well, you've done all this. What's, what's next? What's next? I keep on getting that. What happens next question? And I said, let's, let's go for something a little bit bigger. I want to go for the, uh, the million pounds, the million pound mission. So now my goal is through my podcast, which is called the million pound mission, uh, to inspire a million pounds of results. So it's not exactly a tiny leap, uh, but it takes, Lots of tiny leaps to get there. I'm sure that uh, that we'll dig into that. But the interesting and, and kind of funny story behind the whole PhD, kind of circling back around the previously heavy dude, um, you know, kind of cutting my teeth in podcasting. I know that there are certain shows that I'd like to be on, certain people like you, Greg, that I like to network with. And there's kind of a similar vibe. I'm like, oh, I know that their message is good for my show. My message is good for their show. And I've just got to convince them that, uh, that that's the case. So there was a show that the individual only interviewed doctors and medical professionals. And it was like that everybody was, you know, MD, PhD. And I was like, all right. I'm just going to put PhD behind my name and see what happens. So I filled out uh, an email application and I was like, all right, let's just see what happens. And they were like, yeah, we want you on the show. Let's do a pre-interview. And it was like, oh, this whole process. And I was like, listen, here's the deal. My PhD, it stands for previously heavy dude. And they're, they loved it. They're like, oh my God, that's hilarious. That's That's awesome. So I, I kind of snuck my way into my first podcast guesting episode by putting the PhD behind me. And then I started referring to myself as that because it was just kind of, you know, I'm just, I like to have fun. I like to make fun of myself. And that's just a, a reminder for me to kind of keep it real. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, a little nickname that my audience has picked up on. Dude, that is, that is an epic story. That is something <laughs> that I'm sure you, you tell that story often on, on your own show, but the world needs to know that that is just funny and invaluable in so many ways. Um, Okay, so let let's let's roll back here a bit. Um, yep. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, two things with this show. I like to talk about the person and how they view the world, and more importantly, what allowed them to get to the place where they view the world that way. Because uh, I, I think philosophies and, and viewpoints drive behavior, and those things, your philosophies and viewpoints, are created over time. So uh, take us back to, you know, a hundred pounds previous, prior to to being previously heavy and and just being heavy, dude. Like, what what was going through your head? before you decided to, to make that change? Like what did your life look like before you even made the decision? Yeah. So back, you're telling me to go back in HD, the heavy dude stage. I was that person. I remember the moment, Greg, I remember the exact moment I was standing in the grocery store. All right. I was 327 pounds, unhappy, unhealthy. I had $40,000 in credit card debt. I was you know, at the grocery store, holding my, my credit card thinking, am I going to be able to afford all this non-nutritious food that I'm wanting to pay for? And it's not that much, you know, and just stress. I, 
had this, this woman that I had fallen in love with. And she had just told me that she was going to move an hour away to pursue her, uh, her education and just all the series of bad things had happened. And it was just piling up. I was at that rock bottom moment. And uh, one of the cool things is that I've got a lot of supportive friends. And one of my friends had just watched a DVD called The Secret about the law of attraction. And they had passed that along to me. And it actually had been sitting on my DVD player back in the day of DVDs. And it was collecting dust for a couple of weeks. And I was like, "Uh, that's, you know, some hocus pocus mumbo jumbo stuff. I don't have time for that. But then I remember coming home from the grocery store that night and I put it in and I watched it and I watched it three or four times in a row, nonstop. Couldn't go to bed. I was like this, you know, this whole positive thinking, this law of attraction, this, you know, imagining what we want, setting goals in line with that and then taking action in line with it. It was just so new to me. I never thought that way. And it just opened up my mind to the possibilities that, yeah, for things to change, I have to change and I actually can change and and make this happen. So that's kind of where I was at. And that was the moment that everything changed and and ignited for my transformation and and developing all these healthy mindsets and systems and, and motivational strategies to get my transformation going. So that's so interesting. So you kind of, um, this transformation kind of happened as a result of discovering you know, the personal development, uh, not necessarily you searching for an answer to, to, to the transformation, right? Exactly. Exactly. I wasn't necessarily looking to lose a hundred pounds or, you know, start a podcast or any of that stuff. That was the furthest thing from my mind. I just wanted to get happy. I just wanted to feel personal momentum. I know so many people are out there just kind of stuck and it's, you know, maybe it's called depression, you know, I don't know, but it's, just a place where you're unhappy and you feel like you're kind of losing hope. And then all of a sudden, man, it's like you're in a dark room and there's plenty of doors open, but you can't see them because you know, it's dark. And all of a sudden somebody puts that light switch on and you can see all the opportunities in front of you. And that's really what, you know, learning about the law of attraction and learning about positive thinking and, and just diving into personal development and personal growth. Uh, that was the light switch flipping on for me. So, um, how old were you at this point? 27. 27. So prior to, you know, discovering personal development and secret, like all of these different, um, growth mindset, law of attraction, like so on and so forth. Um, prior to sort of stumbling onto that, did you ever like feel like, you know what, I, I want to change something or was it more like, I don't even feel like I can. So why bother? I feel like I was more the average, like 20 year old dude that was just thought we had it all figured out. You know, I'm like, I'm just doing what I'm doing and I'm, you know, out of college and I'm dating and, you know, got I've got it. an apartment and you, know, you kind of think you've got it all together yeah. until you realize that you don't. So, so it wasn't necessarily, you know, ambition or despair. It was just kind of like, this is my life. Exactly. Yeah. It accepted where, where I was at. That is, that is incredible. Um, all right. So let's, let's fast forward here. Uh, so you discover personal development. It sparks all of these like different connections around what your life can look like at this point. Do you have a vision for you where you want to go or is it day by day? 
I'm glad that you asked that because this is probably the most interesting part of the entire story, Greg. So hang on tight. So (laughs) this is is more impressive than the 35,000 pounds. All right. So what I did that next day, I watched the DVD over and over and over again. That next day I sat down and I mapped out my life for the next five years. All right. And I wrote what I now, I I call and I coach people on this. I call it a lifestyle rehabilitation statement. So I basically looked at what I wanted to achieve five years down the road. I set an exact date, July 12th, 2012, July 12th, 2012 was my date. All right. And I had set goals with health and fitness, with relationships, with business, like none of that existed. So I was wanting things like a 4,000 square foot fitness studio. I wanted to have a team of 10 people that worked for me. I wanted to have a certain amount of clients. I wanted to be married with a child. I wanted to be, I don't want to set a goal to lose 50 pounds because honestly, the rule of thumb as, as a quick aside is that any, any guy that weighs over 300 pounds thinks that they will be ripped if they just get to 275. That's, that's how it is. So, and it never actually is that way. So I, I had to keep going, but that was the original goal. But I mapped out all these five-year goals, set a date. Then I wrote it out in, a, in my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. I re- wrote it as it already happened. So present tense. It wasn't, I hope that someday I can lose 50 pounds. It was like, I've lost 50 pounds. I feel amazing because I have energy and self-confidence and I can wear the clothes that I want to wear. So it was very positive. A lot of affirmations written at positive, present tense as it has already happened. All right. So, so real I, quick, I don't want to, um, yeah. I don't want to derail. So remember where you're going with this, but I, I do want to ask, um, that process. Cause that's something that I think like I've definitely, you know, heard of. That's something I think everyone who listens to this show, who's in personal development has heard of. Um, but there's a lot of skepticism around, you know, that idea of like, what is it, like vision boarding or, or whatever it is, right. right. Um, manifesting, like going through that, did you feel like this is what I need to do? Or did you feel like, well, you know, this is kind of stupid, but I'll do it. I was, I was riding the high, you know, it's like when you first get that first little taste of hope that things can change for the better, it's better than any stimulant that you could put in your body, you know, hope and belief in yourself when you haven't had it maybe ever, it's, uh, it's undescribable, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's like, you feel like, uh, like the actor in the movie limitless when he takes the little special pill and then all the opportunities are open to him. He can, he can solve any problem. He can, he can do whatever he wants. And that's kind of how I felt like my, my destiny was in my control for the first time, uh, as far as I was concerned. And I was going out there and I was, you know, painting the picture that I wanted to paint right. for that next five years. So, just so whatever it took. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. So the, um, so I, I mapped everything out and then, you know, I really want to make sure that I clearly communicate that it wasn't just let's write all this down, do all the stuff and then sit and wait and hope and just think it, think it into existence, you know? So that, that's not what I did. What I did was I set my deadline, the date, July 12th, 2012. And I was like, okay, all these goals are going to happen by then. I have to hold myself accountable. So every morning, And every night I will read this out loud and feel it like it has already happened. Every morning I'm going to read it to open my mind and focus 
on the opportunities that might be presented this day. And then every night I'm going to read it again and focus and ask myself the question and hold myself accountable. Did I make any progress, even the smallest little tiny leap in the right direction? You know, did I make any sort of progress in the right direction in any of these goals just today? So I did that every single day for five years, every single day. All right. And I achieved every single goal other than opening my fitness facility. I was one week late. All right. So I had lost by then I had lost almost a hundred pounds. I surpassed my 50 pound goal. I had gotten married. I had had, we had a a child by then. We had my son, Henry. Uh, I started a fitness business. I had helped a certain amount of clients. I did open my facility seven days late. And I did announce it when we opened it. I'm like, you know what? I, I never told anybody what I was doing for five years. And then when I, when I opened my fitness facility, uh, my official facility, I'd just been renting space from everybody else, but I wanted to own my own place. And when I opened that place, I told everybody the story for the first time. I had people in tears. They were like, that's unbelievable. And you're, you're seven days late. What's up with that? Why can't we just open up seven days earlier? <laughs> I was like, I, can't, I couldn't make it work. I couldn't make it work. But it's just, I know it sounds crazy, but that I lived it like that's, right. that's what I went through. And, and it just shows the power of consistency. I don't think that I, just me magically reading those words did the job. It was the consistency of reminding myself what my focus was, what my goal was every single day. Absolutely. That's what got the job done. So here's what I love because you're a fitness guy and you don't hope your way into fitness, right? Um, exactly. So you're going to be approaching this from a very practical, like, like stuff you can do approach, which is what this show is all about. So I'm curious in, in he, just hearing you expand on that. Um, when, when you, somebody hears this kind of story, the immediate thought is, you know, the secret law of attraction, like you think it and the universe makes it happen kind of thing. But I, I think there's practicality behind it. I think there's a reason that it works that is actually having to do with something you did or, or some like physical benefit that it gave you. And so you think it's the constant reminder. And as a result, your behavior changed, right? Exactly. And, you know, we're having this conversation here the the 2nd of January and it's new year's resolution time. And this, this idea, this concept pops up frequently this time of year. And I think the issue that most people run into is they just set a goal and then it just floats out there. There's no action. There's no accountability. There's no reminder behind it. And you never really get to focus hard on that goal. And maybe it's just not a good goal. Maybe it's not inspiring or maybe just lack the system and the consistency and maybe the intensity and the discipline to follow up on that goal. But it's the work that you put in behind the goal that, that really counts. So it's exactly what you're saying. No, that's beautiful. And actually hearing this, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking about my own system. I talk about on the show all the time, like my, the way that I hacked my finances and finally got in control of it and, and, and growing in that area is that I log into my bank account every single day, every single morning, one of the first things I do. And now hearing this, I'm realizing, you know, I can edit that and, and go even further. And I don't include the goal part of constantly reminding myself, what are my goals in these areas? I just, I have that written down elsewhere, but I just make sure that the things I care about, I'm interacting with every single day. And I think that consciousness is what's allowed me to start winning in those areas. But now I'm realizing from your story, 
you know, if I do include the goal part into that daily routine, rather than just having it on the side that I, I review once a week or whatever my, my routine is around that, you know, maybe that not only keeps me conscious of my day-to-day activity, but also keeps me thinking ahead and keeps me thinking big. Yeah. And the accountability factor is huge. Just being willing to be accountable to something. You know, a lot of us fear that accountability because we fear the sense of failure. And I, you know, I think we can just disabuse the audience of that and just so think of it not as failure. I love Tony Robbins says there's no such thing as failure as long as you learn. And if you can learn from a situation, you can improve a situation. So maybe you set a big goal and you're working towards it. You're reminding yourself of it and your goal is to lose 30 pounds, but you only lose 20. Well, okay, here's what we learned. We learned how to lose 20 pounds. That's awesome. And we can, we learn how to tweak that a little bit, maybe, you know, work a little bit more closer to that, hitting that next goal, that next 10 pounds to hit our 30 pound mark. Yeah, we can, but we can't just say, Oh, I didn't hit my, my main goal in this time frame, So epic fail. I suck. You know, it's celebrate what you actually did accomplish and then just keep moving forward and, and, you know, celebrate the fact that you are taking action, that you are accomplishing positive results. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll even take that further. And Adam, I know I said this on your show. I've definitely talked about this on this show. Um, let's say that same scenario, you set a goal, you want to lose 10 pounds and you end up gaining 15. I still don't count that as a failure. And the reason is you never have to stop. You didn't die. Like you can still play the game and therefore you're still in it. And and therefore you have not failed. Like it's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about because you're right. That fear of failing and and, uh, disappointing yourself and non-delivery and whatever it is, is the root cause of so many people not doing more of what they want and as a result, getting more of what they want. And I I think if we can change the definition of failure from not hitting your target to stopping, and when you stop, that's when you failed, all of a sudden you can take 50 years, but you still haven't failed as long as you're still going for it, right? Exactly. As long as you are in the game, then you're in the game. You know, and that's what counts. Absolutely. So with that said, let's make a, a quick transition here because I do have the pleasure of having a, uh, a fitness dude, previously heavy fitness dude on the show that has did ridiculous numbers and uh, is now aiming for an even more ridiculous number. Tell us a little bit about your process. Like what is it that's generating these results? All right. Again, I'm going to keep it super simple. I, I, I name a lot of concepts. One of the things that I try to really help people clarify is just what the transformation process looks like, what your journey looks like. And I try to name things and give people a roadmap and a vision so that they can say, okay, here's where I'm at. And here's how I get to the next step. Or here's how I improve because a lot of people with health and fitness, it's just action, random action, action, this direction, action, that direction. I don't know if I'm, you know, even going in the right direction and who knows if I'm on the right plan. So I use a formula that I creatively named the amazing results formula. Yes. Thank you very much. That's pretty epic. And yeah, yes. <laughs> so I knew you, I knew you'd be impressed with that. Uh, marketing guru, Adam Shibley, amazing <laughs> results formula. <laughs> so, um, so no one ever said I was a genius. I'm just a PhD. Uh, so 
we, uh, with the, there's four parts of the amazing results formula and it's super, super simple. But if you don't have these four areas covered, it's going to be very hard to build momentum. So with the over a thousand people now that I've had through my program, this is how I always start. I'm like, let's cover these four bases first. The first one is, do you have a committed nutrition strategy? So are you committed where I say, how are you eating? What's your strategy right now? And you can say, well, I am following a whole foods diet or I am on Weight Watchers or I'm doing paleo, keto, whatever. And you can say exactly what you're doing. And the word trying isn't involved in that. So it's not like I'm trying some of this, I'm trying some of that. I'm kind of skippity doo on around to, you know, Wednesday I do that plan. And then, you know, there's a lot of that that goes on and we can all, you know, admit that we do that sometimes. So the first part of the formula is a committed nutrition plan. The second part of the formula is a committed exercise regimen. So again, you know what workouts you're doing in advance, you know uh, what type of workouts, who you're working out with, where you're doing them and the intervals and all that stuff. And, you know, I usually look for a 28 day schedule. You've got, you know, I can ask you any 28 days and say, all right, here's the general idea of what I'm supposed to be doing for my fitness. So that's the second component. The third component is what I refer to as strategic thinking. And this is where we take a little curveball where, uh, you know, people usually don't think about their transformation strategically like we would like as podcasters, as entrepreneurs, we will map out our podcast schedule, we'll plan out our business, our vacation strategies, all that stuff. But we don't think about our own body that way and think about, you know what, what are the danger zones? What are the pitfalls? Where do I continuously seem to mess up? So with danger zone analysis, that's the main part of strategic thinking. And you have to know what messes you up and how do we better prepare ourselves for those things that kind of consistently pop up and throw us out of whack and make us regain weight or lose our momentum. So that's the third component. I actually wrote a book called The Third Component, available on Amazon if you want to check it out. The Third Component. Uh, it's all about strategic thinking with your transformation. So um, that's how much I think about how important that, that whole concept is. And the fourth component is applying number one through three consistently over time. So if you're consistent with being dedicated to a nutrition plan, consistent with being dedicated to your exercise regimen and consistently thinking ahead, thinking strategically about your transformation, especially those danger zones, then you're gonna get amazing results. Got it. So that, that's pretty simple. I love simple. Um, let, let's dive a little bit into each of those pieces. And obviously, I want to make sure I, I preface this for the listeners. This is all going to be you know, very unique to you. Uh, but with that said, I do want to hear from you, Adam. You know, so that first piece, consistent with a, a, a nutrition plan that, that works for you, do you have any advice for how someone can go about finding that? I think with any of these steps, the, the first thing is you have to give it time to see what actually works. Uh, there, I actually uh, just recorded a show called uh, how to deal with fitness podcast overwhelm. Cause I'm actually seeing a new danger zone pop up where people are listening to a lot of podcasters like, like you and I that are promoting different things and there, it makes them kind of think, Oh, I need to do to follow that expert's advice. And then they hear another show and like, Oh, I need to follow that expert's advice. And it's all good advice, but we have to decide what advice is directly in line with our goal that could be most impactful right now. And that's what we need to follow. And we need to give it some time to work. So with nutrition, you know, try something. You have to just get started. 
but give it 28 days and analyze your results. How do you feel? How's your energy? How do you look? How are you performing? You know, how is your digestion? How is your sleep? How are the results with like body fat measurements, scale measurements, tape measures and analyze the results and then maybe try something else. Maybe keep going, make a small tweak, but you got to give it 28 days in my mind to just see if it's working. So that's, that's what I would do with, uh, with the nutrition specifically. What's the, uh, what's the logic behind 28 days? I've just noticed that four weeks gives us enough time uh, as far as the people that I've worked with and with me individually and specifically, I know that I can figure out if something's going to impact my body one way or another in four weeks, any less than that, you know, it could just be, you know, you are sick and that impacts it or you're holding water or you're stressed uh, you know, but for over a four week period, you usually have a nice even balance of stressful, non-stressful times. Your work life ske- schedule kind of evens out a little bit. Uh, so it's just a nice number that, that seemed to work out well as far as just a, a test. Now, if somebody's going to give me six months, I'll take six months, but I say at least 28 days. Got it. Got it. So sort of uh, take these 28 day windows to, you know, try things out, see what resonates with you, see what you're able to stick with. And then uh, eventually you'll find something that that works for you. Is that sound accurate? That's accurate. Cool. So then does that uh, recommendation change at all for component number two, the, the fitness routine? Yes, with one uh, slight asterisk I'd throw in there with 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 the exercise, you just have to be careful of injury and overuse and overwork. So, you know, if you get, I don't want you to feel like you get into the twenty eight days and your body is just beat and you're sore and it just doesn't seem to be going well. That's when you can kind of pull the exit button a little a little bit early on that, um, where you know sometimes if like a workout like CrossFit, you know, they can, they can dial it down all they want, but sometimes just the higher impact movements, it's just not a good fit for certain people. And, you know, I'm not just, I'm not picking on CrossFit. I, you know, I admire people to do CrossFit. I incorporate those principles into some of my, my plans, but you know, if somebody's just not ready for that, then, you know, if we get injured and have to sit out for 28 days and that's going to throw a whole new uh, bag of problems that we have to deal with into the mix. So um, with the exercise, it applies in general, unless we feel like we are close to injury or beating up our body uh, to the point where we're not going to, we have to actually sit out and uh, take a little time out from our transformation. So that would be the only uh, little asterisk I'd throw in there with the 28 day game plan. Got it. Got it. And then, um, so, so just to review so far, you know, take the time to, to test things for 28 days uh, with your nutrition, test it, see what's going to work with your fitness, test it, see what's going to work, but make sure that you are taking care of yourself and, and giving your body the time it needs to really rest. Otherwise, you're going to be hurting your own results. Um, as far as thinking ahead, thinking strategically, you know, what are some of the like, let, let's say top three random things that you've noticed throws people off. All right. The big three, uh, one of them is just stress eating, stress eating in general, people get caught off guard by a tricky situation, situation like they are at work. They didn't 
prepare all their food or they forgot their lunch. So they're a little bit hungry already. And then that jerk brings pizza in for lunch and uh oh, you're hungry and a temptation comes in. Pizza's not on your diet. You're going gluten-free and you're doing paleo and it's not going to work. So uh, they'll give in that, that stress uh, overpowers them a little bit and they give into that situation. So uh, that's a big one. Um, another one would be when people don't feel the support from their family or their friends or their spouse, where, you know, a lot of times people get into that, that situation. I mean, it's really, really tough. It's really tough. Let's say you, uh, you know, you're married and your partner, maybe they have their own kind of hopes of, of losing some weight and getting healthier, but they're not ready to take action on it yet. And they've never verbalized that to you, but you're taking action. It kind of makes them feel bad about themselves a little bit and they're going to project a little bit of that onto you. So they may not show support and they may like, I've got a lot of spouses that will like hold the donut underneath the nose and tease people. And I'm not even kidding. Like it, it sounds like the worst possible thing to do for somebody that's just trying to get healthy. But I see that sort of thing happen all the time and I have to help people get around that and deal with it. So, uh, that's, uh, you know, getting, family support, friend support, that's huge. And when it's not there, that's, that's a major danger zone. And then I would say number three on the big three list is vacations. People take vacations and they struggle. You know, I'm never going to tell somebody like, you got to go clean on vacation, you know, no alcohol, no, no fun exercise burpees all day long. And, and then say hi to Mickey Mouse when you get a chance, you know, it's, it's more about, what happens before the vacation, what happens after the vacation is what's more important to me. I want to make sure that you're ramping up and being healthy and fit before you go and have fun. We have a basic game plan as you go and I help people set that up. And then when you get back, the key is you've already mapped out everything in advance so that you just step into a good game plan. You don't have to do any thinking and you're good to go. So, uh, you know, the vacations, it turns into, you know, people go and go on a cruise and all you can eat, all you can drink, for a week, but then that turns into a month or three months or six months, even after they return of just a downward spiral where they never regained their strategy and they never replugged in and got that momentum back. So I'd say those are the top three that I see most often. It makes a lot of sense. And I, I, I've got to ask this because I know that it's going to be something plenty of people struggle with as they pursue their fitness goals this year. Um, you know, we are going to screw up, right? So we can plan ahead. We can try to create contingency plans to, to make sure that when we screw up, it's, it's not as bad or we screw up consciously or whatever it is. But sometimes the stress is going to be too much. Sometimes the pizza is going to smell too good, especially if it has pineapples on it. Like sometimes it's just <laughs> going to be difficult to to stick with it, right? So what can you tell us when we screw up? How should we be thinking about it? Yes. I'm so glad that you asked this question. You are asking all the right questions for me, Greg. Uh, so the, one of the key topics that I teach on is that we have to absolutely 100% understand that the transformation cycle, that timeline, it's not a linear process. It's not a straight line where we tend to get this concept in our mind 
where we're going in the wrong direction. We're gaining some weight. We do a program. That's our momentum shifter. And then all of a sudden we're going in the right direction. We're getting healthy. We're losing some weight. And we just assume that that just goes forever. Like, and, and if it doesn't, then we beat ourselves up and we say, well, should I quit? You know, this didn't work. Is there something wrong with me? We start questioning the program, the process ourselves, our own, you know, willingness to, to stick to it in our, in our goals and all that stuff. We start to question all these things, but we have to realize that this is a, a very curvy road. There's a lot of twists and turns. We just want the trend to go in the right direction. It's like the stock market. Like we want that general trend to go in the right direction, but there's going to be a lot of pitfalls. Just like you said, there's gonna be moments where we do give in. There'll be moments when we go on vacation and hit the buffet. It's more about being aware of where we're at as we travel and say, okay, right now I'm rocking it. I am on point with all of the components of the amazing uh, results formula and I'm doing really well. So we have to realize that maybe we're slipping a little bit and we have to be aware of that and say, okay, you know, I've put on five pounds. I might need to plug into something. I might need to tag somebody in for, for some accountability or some coaching or some help. You know, I've done this program in the past. Maybe I need to replug into that. And we have to be aware of when we're starting to slip and when we are in need of a, a transition into the, the right direction. So it's just more about being aware and trying to make sure that each time that we do shift into some negative momentum, we try to shorten that as much as possible. And when we get into positive momentum, we're aware of that as well. We celebrate it and we try to extend that phase as much as possible. That makes a ton of sense. Adam, you obviously know a ton about this stuff. You, you've accomplished incredible results for the people you've worked with. Um, on this subject of you know sampling and, and figuring out what's going to work for us, is there some way that we can sort of sample your process and, and the things that you've brought to your clients? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I put together a free starter course and I, I specifically call it a starter course because there's a lot of people that put out freebie stuff, especially in fitness. And it's like the ultimate solution. And I'm going to give it to you for free and it's got everything you need. And really, you know, that's, that's really putting the wrong message out there. I feel like it's let's just get started. Let's get the foundation. I want you to learn how I coach and see if it's a good fit for you. And then let's continue the conversation. That's the way I approach it. So uh, I call this the Hello Abs 14-day starter course. And the name Hello Abs is kind of funny too. I had, I developed the program and I had some clients try it out. And one of them came back to me and she was like, dude, I'm so sore. It was like, Hello Abs. And I was like, that's what I'm going to name the course. So it's, uh, it's kind of funny. You know, I add, I try to add a little bit of humor to everything I do. I'm a very, you know, I try to project I'm a real person. I'm, I'm just like everybody out there in the audience, you know, and I'm not a celebrity trainer. I don't train any celebrities. I probably will never meet anybody famous other than, than Greg, of course. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just, you know, a regular guy helping regular people. So anyway, it's a 14 day free course and I've got, the, I, I loaded up the same meal plan that I use to lose hundred pounds. I'm giving it to you for free. I've got it broken down into a seven day done for you meal plan. So you can just click on each, re, each uh, meal and it gives you the recipe. And then I've got 14 days of 10 minute follow along workouts. So you just press play and you're good to go. These are, are set up so that you can do them anywhere. They're body weight exercise and 
They're great for any exercise experience level. The cool thing about the workouts is that all of the workouts are run by my clients that have achieved amazing results. So one of the first days, you're going to meet Lisa. Lisa's lost 150 pounds. She's leading the workout. All right. And that's that's one of the cool, yeah, it's a really cool connection point where, you know, I could get out there and and march around and do Mr. Boot Camp, cool guy and all that. But it's so much more impactful when I show you Lisa's pictures and I say, Lisa started and she couldn't get up and down off the floor by herself. She had to do a lot of her exercise in a chair. And now she's leading the workout, doing those burpees, doing those push-ups. If she can do it, you can do it. So let's lock arms. Let's do it together. Yeah. So it's a 14 day program. People can check it out uh, on my my main website, transformationcoach.me. We can link that up in the in the old notes. But like I said, it's a great way to test out. You know, if anything has resonated with you with what I've said here today, I do a lot of this type of talk. A lot of you know trying to get to, like I said, visualize your transformation in a different way and then take action that's in line with that, that visualization and that, and that roadmap that we put out there. And this is just a, a way to kind of test things out. And, you know, if, if anything, you're going to get some great workouts, you're going to get a great meal plan and uh, have a little bit of fun along the way and learn a few things. That's, that's super generous. And it sounds like an awesome program. So uh, it's transformationcoach.me. And of course, that's going to be that's linked correct. up in the description for this show. Uh, Adam, I, I, I just want to say thank you, man. You've dropped some incredible knowledge, not just on the fitness side, but also on the mindset side, also on the, the philosophy side, also on just genuine, like how to go from one version of yourself to a different version of yourself. And that's what I try to talk about as much as possible on this show, because change is possible, change is doable. And really, it just requires tiny leaps, small steps every single day to do it. So again, thank you so much for being here. Greg, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing your audience with me. And I have a challenge for your audience. I want you guys to get out there and review this episode. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. I want Greg to see that he needs to have the PhD back. I want you to mention the PhD in your review and share this out. If anything resonated, if we made any sort of an impact that you know added value to you today, share it out. Don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram or Facebook. I'm transformationcoach.me everywhere. Let's connect. I would love to discuss anything further that we talked about here with Greg today in the episode. And Greg, just again, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you just giving me this platform to speak on today. Absolutely. So with that said, be sure to connect with Adam over at transformationcoach.me. I've been Greg Clunas. He has been Adam. Thank you so much for listening. If you have not already, click the subscribe button. That is the greatest thank you that you can give me. Click that subscribe button. Let me know that you love the show. And uh, remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take. Every day, every day.